Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward. Each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money-saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations worldwide. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am joined once again by Kim Herrick, who was Kim Mastin last time we talked to her, and she was on the show last year to talk about planning her wedding at Discovery Cove with a welcome event at Disney's Animal Kingdom. So at that time, she gave us all this great information about the wedding packages at Discovery Cove, kind of the lay of the land, how it works, what it's like and what planning was turning out to be like. And now we are going to get to follow up with Kim and find out how it all turned out. So welcome, Kim. Thanks for having me again. So nice to talk to you again. Yeah, thanks for coming back on the show. I can't wait to hear how all of those wonderful plans turned out, especially the cake-related ones. (laughs) So um, (laughs) I'm just going to throw it to you first. Now, for the benefit of my listeners who haven't heard that show yet, there's going to be a link in this post so that you can go back and hear the show. So Kim, if you can just give us a basic overview of how the day went from start to finish, I think that would be really helpful for people who might be considering doing something like this to visualize how this wedding day would go. Sure. Well, um, I woke up super early, like at 3 a.m. for my hair and makeup person to come to my resort. And my flower girl came and she also got her hair done. And then we left the resort about 6 50 a.m. We had uh, chartered an SUV through Happy Limo, who took us to Discovery Cove. Um, When we arrived at Discovery Cove, there were Discovery Cove employees waiting to check everyone in in the lobby, and they gave us these pictureless IDs. Usually when you check into Discovery Cove, you get an ID with your picture on it, but because I'm sure for the sake of time, they just wanted to get us all checked in, so they gave us all pictureless IDs. So we got there about 7.10, 7.15, and the Discovery Cove employees, my coordinator's name was Linda. She had an assistant named Megan, who was kind of like our escort for the day. She took us behind the scenes to kind of like a waiting room, a dressing room, because I wasn't wearing my wedding dress when I got there. They told me that I would have a changing room and to change into it once I got there. So I went to the room and changed into my wedding dress. And then they kind of held me back there until about eight o'clock while my guests all came and they checked in and they got their picture list ID cards and they were escorted to the actual ceremony site. Um, we ended up having 30 guests for a total of 32, including ourselves. They sat them. Matt was out there as well. The officiant came back and spoke with me, and the photographer and videographer were back there with me. They also went out to the ceremony location and took some shots before everybody else got there. Then they came and got me about 8, 10, 8, 15, and escorted me to the ceremony site. They, after the ceremonies, which was probably like 15, 20 minutes, we took some family shots, and the videographer got some comments from our guests for the video. 
we proceeded to walk around with the videographer and photographer, took pictures and all that for the next hour or so. Right, right after the ceremony, actually, a Discovery Cove employee came over and introduced us. We, we got a private cabana with our wedding package, and she introduced us to our like cabana attendant for the day, showed us where our, our own, we had like a seating area because we had so many people that they had pulled a bunch of chairs over and everything so everyone could have a seat, and told us to meet back over there in the seating area around 11 o'clock, and they would escort us to the lunch at the restaurant there at Discovery Cove. So after the pictures and everything Matt and I went went and changed and they told me to leave my wedding dress in the room that I changed in when I changed into my wedding dress they just told me to leave everything there and they would have someone bring it up to the front lobby area when we were ready to leave for the day so we came back and it was probably like 10 30 at this point and I was starving so we went and actually ate before the 11 o'clock where everyone else went to lunch because we just were so hungry so we went over to, it's called Laguna Grill, is the restaurant there, and we went and ate, and about 11 o'clock, we got back over to the cabana area and met all of our guests, and then we walked over to the restaurant. After the lunch, which was about an hour, everyone was kind of free to do whatever they wanted, and we ended up like at 4.30, 5 o'clock, we changed and showered and went back up to the front and got our stuff, and... We, we had chartered a van to take some us and some of our guests to the, their resorts about 5.30. So that was basically the outline of the whole day. That's cool. Now, I have a bunch of questions. <laughs> um, when you guys were having lunch at Laguna Grill, did they have like a private room for you or a private area or how did that work? The eating area is very spread out, but they have a, most of it is under a cover, but it's all outdoors. And they had set up a large, like, U-shaped table that they had covered with pink tablecloths, which, because our wedding colors were gray and hot pink, so they uh, covered the tables with hot pink tablecloths, and they had put tropical flowers scattered all over the tables, and it was pretty secluded because the, the tables that they had used, no one could really, they, there was no seats really around us, so it was kind of private, but it wasn't like a enclosed room. Okay. And then when you guys were taking photos after the ceremony, what did your guests do? After we left, a Discovery Cove employee like stayed behind and showed them where they could get wetsuits, where they could get snorkel gear, where the bathrooms and locker areas were. Some of our guests didn't get into the water. They just kind of hung out. Some of them which I was really surprised at all the ones. I My mother-in-law brought a stack of books that she was planning on reading because she was not going to get in the water, but I guess everyone convinced her to, and she never cracked a book the whole day. So they, a lot of people went and got in the water, and they were kind of free to do whatever they wanted. They just had to be back by 11 o'clock for the lunch. That's cool. Now, I remember we talked a little bit about how Discovery Cove was going to be providing decorations for your ceremony. How did those turn out? Well, I was, wasn't expecting much because she basically just asked me what my wedding colors were and that the landscapers would try to accommodate the colors in the ceremony decor. So they had a bunch of potted plants and most of the flowers were pink. And in our cabana, they had a bunch of towels and they had like tropical flowers tucked into the towels and they were all pink flowers. And 
because we opted out of getting a floral bouquet with the wedding package, they had put a vase of pink roses in our cabana for us. And at the actual lunch, besides the flowers that were scattered all over the table, we also had a like wedding guest book and they had put pink flowers all over there too. So they, I think did with what they could, but they, you know, they weren't uh, full on decorating everything like a traditional reception. Got it. Now you decided not to use the personal floral that came with their package. Who did you end up using for your personal floral and how did that go? Well, <laughs> I went back and forth on getting a bouquet. I wanted something more than a rose bouquet that was included in the wedding package, but I didn't have any bridesmaids or like a maid of honor or anybody to pass a bouquet off to while we held hands during the ceremony. So I decided to, I had this bright idea that I was going to make my own floral pomander so I could hang it from my wrist while we held hands. But that ended up being a disaster because <laughs> the flowers I was using, the seasons changed from the craft store I was going to and they discontinued the flowers because it was no longer that season. So I was like calling all these different craft stores, never found the flowers. So this is like a week before the wedding. I'm pulling all the flowers out of the little styrofoam ball thing and trying to put other flowers in there. And I didn't love it as much as I had loved the original. And I was getting so frustrated that I didn't even pack it. I'm like, I don't care. I don't even care if I have any flowers anymore. But uh, Matt convinced me to bring it. And it was so funny because I got so many compliments on it. I mean, the, the flowers were falling out a couple nights before we were leaving, and I was just so frustrated with it. But it ended up being okay. I got a string of Grace Roboski crystals off of eBay, too, for the handle, and I attached that. So it worked out okay. Oh, that's great. I should have just gone ahead and gone with the bouquet. I would have saved myself a lot of worry and stress. <laughs> And how did it work with the wedding coordinator? Because I know when we talked, you didn't have a lot of contact with her simply because you were so far out from your big day and they kind of pull these things together, like the escape package at Disney. So how did it work when you did start really working with her? Well, the funny thing is, I really didn't. I mean, about a month before the wedding, she scheduled, Linda was my coordinator, but I think she's like the main coordinator and then she has assistants who basically deal with the brides and the wedding parties the day of the actual wedding. And she scheduled a phone call and it was probably a 15, 20 minute phone call a month before the wedding. And that was it. I mean, she sent me an email about three or four days before we left for Florida and asked me if I you know, had any follow up questions or anything like that. But it was really just what's your wedding colors. I didn't know really anything about the music. I found out that they have a, basically a boom box and you get one song selection on a CD to play and the boom box, I guess that was your only song that you get walking down the aisle. So I had to make a CD and bring it the morning of the wedding. But that was basically it. It's just that one phone call that I had with her and then a handful of emails throughout the year of planning. Interesting. And did everything work out with the CD? It did, actually. I was a little surprised, you know, I would have think they would have more options or because I asked about being able to hire a harpist or a violinist or something. And she said that they don't normally have that, that they don't, I guess, offer anything with that. So I, I don't think they really have a lot of weddings, so they don't really know 
what they can and can't do. So pretty much the boom box was my, and CD was my only option for a song to come down the aisle to. Interesting. So you guys got this amazing shot where you're standing there in your wedding clothes and these dolphins are like leaping up in the air right behind you. How did they do that? Well, it was a very choreographed scene. They, they only had one shot to get it done. And it was immediately following the ceremony. The trainers were kind of standing off in, in the water off to the side. Um, I hadn't even noticed them standing there. And they told us to turn around and face the, all the guests. So we're standing there, you know, the videographer, photographer, the officiant, all of our guests were just staring at us, like waiting for something to happen. And one of the trainers yelled if everyone was ready. And because they only got that one shot, apparently, to get it. And then the they gave the commands to the dolphins to jump out of the water. And they did about four or five times. And Everyone has had all these reactions, but it's kind of like the brides who have illuminations, dessert parties. Everyone else gets to see how great it looks, and you're just looking out like, uh, we don't even get to see anything. (laughs) Illustrating pictures and video, but we didn't even get to see it. Everyone else got to see it, but it was a a neat effect. That's hilarious. Well, I love it. It's like instead of rose petals or confetti or bubbles or something, you get dolphins. How cool is that? I know, that's pretty cool. And um, going back to the lunch a little bit, because apparently I'm obsessed by food, um, how was the lunch? Was it their typical thing where it's like hamburgers and hot dogs? or The restaurant at Discovery Cove is a cafeteria-style restaurant. They have two different sides, but they both, both sides serve the same food. They had opened one of the sides specifically for our group. So basically, we could just go right up to the buffet area. They have people that serve you like the hot food. You have the hot dogs and hamburgers, but they also had barbecue sandwiches, grilled fish. It changes, I think, every day on the other options that they have. They have like a item of the day. They have french fries, usually some kind of potatoes of some sort. And then you just go down the line and you pick up your salads and desserts and beverages or whatever. And then you get your drinks and your utensils, and then you can go have a seat wherever you want, which in our case was our little setup. Okay. The food was really good. I mean, it's theme park food. It's not the worst food I've ever eaten, but it certainly isn't like amazing food. Okay. So now let's talk about your cakes because back when we spoke, you were going to have a bunch of them. You were going to have one at a family dinner at Ohana the night before, and then you were going to maybe try to have one delivered to lunch at Discovery Cove, and then you were going to maybe get one on your wedding night at the dinner that just the two of you were going to have. So how did that all turn out? Yeah, we had major cake plans, but unfortunately, (laughs) none of them really panned out. I was all over the place with my cake, but... I wish we had just done gotten a cake the night before at when we were at Ohana's, but with the week or two before the wedding, I just didn't want to add anything else. I was over planning anything. I had inquired to It's Tasty 2 to deliver a cake to Discovery Cove, but I, it was late when I tried to get them to deliver a cake. It was probably a month out, um, and they were booked and couldn't do it. I also went back and forth on deciding whether or not to cancel our dinner because we were eating dinner on our wedding night at Jico. And up until like a month before, I was constantly going back and forth because I just thought we were going to be really tired and I didn't want to have to go to dinner just because, you know, well, we ordered a cake, so we have to go. (laughs) So 
I was, and, and I was also afraid of the quality of the cakes I had seen come out of the Animal Kingdom bakery. I didn't want to spend all this money and then end up hating my cake. And with as tired as I was, I probably would have cried <laughs> oh. <laughs> my cake. But uh, we ended up not doing any of that. And I was at, I remembered the brownies at Earl of Sandwich that they were round. So I'm like, I get a great idea to get to take a can of vanilla frosting in my suitcase. And I had a lot of time um, the day before the wedding because Matt had gone to ESPN Club and I was back in my room by myself. So I had picked up about five of those round brownies from Earl of Sandwich <laughs> and I constructed this wedding cake that was terribly ugly. I mean, it was nothing to look at. And we had a slice of it the after we got back from our dinner at Gico and it was like the best tasting cake <laughs> ever. Oh, it was so good. And the funny thing is we told a lot some of our guests what we were doing like with the brownies because some of them were with us and throughout the week when they were in Florida they were sending us pictures of them eating our wedding cake which was really cute but (laughs) oh and also um during our lunch at Discovery Cove the chef came out to congratulate us and she had made this super cute display uh using two slices of red velvet cake with cream cheese frosting and everyone else was also served a slice of the red velvet cake so we kind of consider that our wedding cake, too. Oh, that was really nice. So you didn't yeah. know anything that that was going to happen or anything? No, we didn't at all. And it was just really, I and mean, they also had red velvet cake, like, in the line at the cafeteria thing. So you could could have picked some up, I guess, if you wanted some. But it was nice that they came and they served it all to us. And she had made this little display thing for us to have as our wedding cakes. Well, I love the brownie idea, and the best part is that now you can remember your wedding day all over the country. In fact, probably at the Philadelphia airport, <laughs> you could reenact your wedding cake as long as you had a can of frosting on you. <laughs> give us a free one if we tell them it was our wedding. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, next time I go, I will have one in your honor. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, and then, so after lunch at Laguna Grill, did many of your guests stay as long as you did to enjoy the park? Actually, only two of our guests left. They had traveling plans for that day. So they ended up, there were only two that left. We did have some older guests. They stayed, they didn't get in the water, but they just kind of hung out and they had other family members there and they just talked with them throughout the day. But pretty much everybody stayed until the park closed at 530. And it was a gorgeous, sunny, beautiful 80 degree day in December. So I think that kind of helped. Oh, that's great. Okay, so now you had the day before a welcome party at Animal Kingdom with a ride mix-in on the safari. So tell me how that turned out. Sure. Uh, It was unbelievably fun. I was so, so glad that we decided to do that. We met our escorts at the flagpole outside of Animal Kingdom. My event coordinator at Disney's uh, catered event had dropped off 30 wristbands at the Polynesian where we were staying for us to pick up when we checked in the two days before. So I had brought these with me and we wristbanded people up while we waited for the other people to arrive. At 8.45, 9 o'clock, the escorts took us back to the safari ride and we went straight on our own safari vehicle and we rode that and it was it was so great. Then when the ride was over, the escort was waiting for us and they took us over to the Tamu Tamu Courtyard where we had our breakfast buffet set up and it was really delicious and everyone had a great time because a lot of our family hadn't met each other and it was just a great way to hang out and thank our guests for coming to our wedding. 
Okay. <laughs> oh, I was waiting for the mention of the Mickey Waffles. <laughs> oh, no, no. We do. Forgot about the Mickey Waffles. They were the best ever. Oh, so delicious. I mean, everyone was amazed by the Mickey Waffles just because, I mean, I've had Mickey Waffles before, but these were the best. I don't know. They were so, like, vanilla-y and just wonderful. Oh, that's great. That's great. When you were planning your wedding, it, you know, it's a little less traditional than the typical like church wedding and event space reception. But what were your most and least important aspects where you focused your time and your attention and your budget? Well, I really, really wanted to focus most of our budget on things that we could do with our guests. I knew that most of our guests were only there for a long weekend and some were going all that way and weren't doing Disney at all. So I wanted to give them opportunities to see what Disney and Discovery Cove is all about without feeling like they had to come up with the money for everything. So that's really what I wanted to, you know, be able to provide that for them and to have these memories and experiences with our guests. And I I didn't want our wedding to just be over in an hour and then everyone just goes their separate ways. I I basically wanted to like force them to everybody has to hang out together for, (laughs) for the whole day. You know, having our wedding at Discovery Cove, it allowed us all to be together and having fun without having to worry about if someone has the money to pay for lunch or, you know, and it's all included. So everyone can just relax and have a good time. I guess the least important aspects was like everything else. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. I mean, I really I just wanted to get the job done with almost everything else. Um, I wanted everything to look nice and have nice pictures without, you know, regretting spending a ton of money on getting those things. So I just, everything else, it was not as important as spending time and like wowing our guests with the things that Disney and Discovery Cove had to offer. That's cool. Did you get feedback? Did you indeed wow them? Oh, we did. I was one of our, because uh, we had planned the a dinner at Ohana's and then we had had de- we planned dinner at beer garden the night after our wedding and my husband's brother was like oh my gosh you know you've pretty much fed us for two or three days now like I feel like you know like we've adopted them and we're just taking them on vacation but everyone was really you know really had a good time and it was so nice to be able to give them such a fun experience. And everyone was like, this is the best wedding I've ever been to. But it, it just wasn't traditional or stuffy. And it was just, I really wanted it to be fun. And I think that really came across. Also, you had dolphins leaping out of the water. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Who can improve on that? <laughs> uh, so, okay, of all of this, then, what was your favorite memory of your wedding day? Well, I remember that it was probably about 2 or 3 p.m. We were sitting around the cabana with our parents and our siblings and, you know, their kids. We were sitting right on the, our cabana was right on the edge of the water where the dolphins swim. So everyone's just like watching them swim around. And I just remember everyone relaxing and laughing and it was just, everything felt perfect. It was such a special moment that I was trying to remember everything about it so that I would never forget it. And then after we were all getting up to leave to go somewhere else, my father-in-law stopped us. He's a pretty emotional guy and he had tears in his eyes and he was just thanking us for such a great day. And it just melted my heart. It was just such a perfect moment. Oh, that's, that's wonderful. That's a great memory. It was. All right. So then did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? And how did they resolve that? You know, nothing, nothing went wrong on my wedding day. I wasn't, 
The only thing that I didn't like my entire wedding day was I was not crazy about my makeup, but it was so small in the grand scheme of things that, you know, nothing's going to be perfect. And that's why I have vow renewals. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, nothing, nothing went bad or I, there's nothing I would um, say went terribly wrong. Everything went, felt like it went smoothly. That's great. So was there any aspect that seemed like a big deal beforehand that turned out not to be? Well, I was so worried about the discount admissions. Uh, we had purchased three SeaWorld annual passes, and Matt and I both have Bush Gardens Platinum Passes because we live close to Bush Gardens Williamsburg here in Virginia. And each of those allowed us to get seven discount admissions to Discovery Cove. I wasn't really sure how this was going to work the morning of the wedding since we had to show proof of our discount with the annual passes. My biggest fear was that someone was not going to be able to get in because someone forgot their pass or I had to come out in my wedding dress to get people in. (laughs) They had told me on the phone that Matt and I could come back to the front after the wedding and show our passes. But, you know, when we asked our escort about doing this, she said not to worry about it. And the other three people we had purchased passes for were never asked to show their passes. So they just let everybody check in and gave them their IDs. And it, it was just smooth and I didn't have to worry about it, but I worried about it for a good two months before the wedding that, you know, someone was going to get turned away or they weren't going to honor anybody's discount that they were going to have to pay to get in. And but it actually ended up working out. So I'm glad to hear it. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Just typical bride things. I mean, I wish I had gotten more sleep the night before our wedding. I think I was up until midnight. I was just I was trying to enjoy the time that we were in Florida, but I also wish that I had kind of kept that in check and actually gone to bed at a decent time. I wish I had planned something more us for our wedding night dinner. Uh, We were so exhausted when we got back to our room and I really didn't even want to go to our dinner at GECO. I wish we had just taken a nap and ordered a pizza and relaxed out on the balcony. And I also kind of regret not doing a dessert party, but my husband said I had planned enough. So, <laughs> well, also that welcome party sounds pretty awesome. Well, you can never have too many parties. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's always a vow renewal. <laughs> <laughs> so then do you have any tips or advice about planning a Discovery Cove wedding or a celebration through Disney's catered events that could help someone who's interested? You know, Discovery Cove weddings, I think, are for brides who just want a very hands-off approach and a very simple wedding. Besides the two or three emails and the one planning phone call, I didn't really have any other contact with Discovery Cove. I mean, there really isn't much to plan, but I think, you know, some brides want to be in constant contact. So I think if you you are like that, you have to come in with the realization that you're not going to get a lot of handholding or constant updating when there's nothing to update about. But I was amazed at the level of service that we got from Discovery Cove on the day of our wedding. I mean, everyone treated us like we had spent hundred thousand dollars on our wedding it was just they were so good to us and our guests and it was so much better than I had even imagined it to be and then you know with our welcome party right off the bat our event coordinator with Disney catered event was absolutely wonderful I mean he came up with ideas for locations he pushed for having our breakfast when the park was already open he was always responsive and friendly whenever I emailed him or called him And, you know, if you give them your budget and what you want to accomplish, they really can find anything to meet your needs. Okay, cool. 
Now, is there any place online where listeners can go to read about or see photos and video of your day? Um, there is. Um, I am currently working on a trip report on the weddings and honeymoons board on the Diz that I hope to have completed before the turn of the century. <laughs> um, it takes a little while <laughs> to get post updated and everything, but I promise it will eventually get done. Um, also, a fellow Disney bride um, did an excellent write-up of our wedding with pictures at DestinationSouth.net. Well, Kim, thank you so much for coming back on the show to share this story of your day and how everything turned out. I think you've offered a lot of great tips for someone who wants to do something a little bit different than a Disney's fairy tale wedding or something more casual, or they want to maybe have a Disney's catered event and then mix it with a ceremony someplace else. So I really appreciate your taking the time to share all this. Sure, absolutely. Thanks for having me come back again. And I'm so glad that I could share these details with your listeners. That's our show for today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons Guide. Available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com slash weddings.asp or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com. <laughs>